and you've won a lot of tournaments in your day and all, but uh, my gosh, this was uh, – you just kind of leapfrogged all your teammates and decided, hey, I might go try to win this thing. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Yeah, it was a great week. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this was uh, this was fun to watch, and uh, the Dossie family is a huge Baylor family and everything. Uh, Luke, what did what got you going in this tournament? Did you just, from what I could see, just steady pars, tons of pars, uh, and you just kept it. I mean, I think you had more pars than anybody in this tournament, but you were really connected to the lead from day one. Did you go into this with what was your game plan and uh, what was kind of what was kind of working for you? Um, yeah, I mean to be honest, I was I was really really nervous going into my first uh, uh, tournament in the lineup, um, and I didn't get off to a great start, but I but I saved a bunch of a bunch of pars in the first five holes, um, only giving one shot back, and then kind of just um, got into my groove and started hitting some good golf shots and played pretty steady the rest of the tournament. Um, yeah, I mean, I made a bunch of pars. I think I grew up, um, learning to play for my grandparents. And I remember my grandpa, he always taught me, he goes, um, if you make a bunch of pars, all it takes is one birdie to be under par. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the mindset, just kind of some steady golf the whole, the whole day. Okay. And now how, how do you get in this lineup? I mean, y'all got a, a lot of depth, a lot of great talent. What is it like? Is it like play in tournaments? I mean, I, I guess there's, Maybe your brother, you know, he's been a star golfer for a long time. Maybe he's exempted from that at this point. What? Wh- how do you? How do you make sure you get in this lineup for a tournament like this? Um, honestly, we've kind of had some uh, bad breaks on our team the last couple of weeks um, with some injuries and with some COVID stuff, and so um, it's just kind of one of those things where um, it was next man up, and my, my buddy and I, Tyler, got to be in the lineup this week. Um, and we had we had just played an individual tournament up in Dallas and both played pretty well, so we were both looking pretty good going into the college station. All right, Luke Dossie joining us, third place in the Aggie Invitational. Tell me about that course. Did it fit you? Had you ever been on it? Were you able to kind of get some uh, some some knowledge about it? What was, what's been your uh, history with that particular course? Uh, yes, sir. I grew up playing a bunch of junior golf tournaments out there, so I knew the course going in. Um, we played a high school tournament um, every year uh, when I was on the team at Van Griffs. And I was actually just talking to my roommate, Tyler Eisenhart, who's on the team and played this weekend. That, that course fit me pretty well because I'm a pretty straight driver. And it honestly, for the average college golfer, doesn't demand driver off the tee. But for me, um, for me, I was able to hit my driver. Um, and I hit, it, I hit it very straight. And so... That was probably the one thing about the course that suited me the best was um, I was really straight off the tee. All right. Was your brother, was he really excited for you? Was he a little bit uh, upset that you beat him in one of the, your, your first tournaments there in the lineup? How was, uh, how was he feeling about all this? No, he, he was really excited for me. Um, it was great to, see, to walk off um, 18 green the last two days and see him. He was always the first one to give me a fist bump and, and a hug. Um, I do think that my mom mentioned something like the end of the second round, he kind of asked my mom how I was playing. And she told him that I was, I think like one under at the point at that point. And he went on a little run there at the end and made, I think he made like three birdies in the last five holes or something <laughs> like that. So maybe that might've gotten going, but no, yeah, he was, he was super pumped for me. It was, it was, it was a great week being in the lineup with him. 
When have y'all been like doing match play and just uh, mano a mano since you know I, I would imagine you probably started at four or five with a club in your hand, uh, knowing your family. When, when did you? When did, did have you and your brother always been competitive? Do y'all like doing match play or like when you would play? Was it more kind of you know worrying about your own uh, your own game? No, um, there's always been a brother rivalry kind of hidden in there. We're, and same with my little brother, Sam. Uh, we, we go out and play all the time together. And honestly, we're all, like, super goofy with each other. So most of the rounds are not super, super serious. But when they do, it's, we want to beat each other, which, which makes us better, um, better golfers. <laughs> Talking to Luke Dossey, went out and got third at the Aggie Invitational. I mean, those are big-time guys you were out there with, Luke. I mean, your brother's probably going to end up playing professional golf. Uh, I, I, I mean, that, that had to be a pretty cool feeling, knowing that I was trying to think that other guy that was up there, like, right ahead of you. I mean, some of these guys will will soon be on the PGA or the Corn Ferry. Uh, did, did you ever kind of let that leak into your mind, or did you just try to not focus on who was, like, in your group and all that kind of stuff? Um, there's probably one time that I kind of kind of noticed that um, how good some of these players that I was playing with were. I was playing with Ludwig Aberg from um, Texas Tech, who's good buddies with um, our assistant coach who used to be there. And our assistant coach, Coach McKell, just kind of told me, he's like, yeah, Ludwig's a great player. He's like top five in the world amateur golf rankings. I was like, oh, wow. He's like, yeah, but I'll, I want you to watch what you can learn from him today, but then I also want you to go out and try and beat him. So um coach McKell being with me every round this week was was super super helpful and he never really let me get caught up in the moment or anything like that we kind of just stuck to our game plan and when we weren't hitting a golf shot we were talking about something that wasn't about golf what are coach McGraw's like pre-game uh speeches about like pre-round talks is he is he always as calm as he seems like does he ever get does he ever get fired up? It almost seems like – I mean, he is a very calm presence, which seems like it would be great for golf. But does he ever, does he ever like, um, get a little fiery or, or, or get after you guys a little bit? How does he, how does he handle himself? Um, he, he's pretty calm. I mean, he definitely has his moments. I think after the first round, he, we had a team huddle after um, everyone finished up, and he just – kind of made sure that we were all in the right mindset to go up and, and move up that leaderboard the next day. And I think the second day we were the only team under par. So I'm sure that's uh, that was part of the, um, one of the reasons that we um, played so well the second day. All right. And, and was the Baylor thing, did you ever think about other schools? I, I remember reading about that. It's like your brother had committed to A&M, and then you take an unofficial visit to Baylor – uh, how old were you when that happened? I mean, some of you guys, they start picking up on how good you are, like eighth, ninth grade. How, how old were you at that first unofficial visit to Baylor? I think that was my freshman year of high school. And so my recruiting process was a little different than most because I was able to see some of the schools that Cooper saw in his recruiting process. So I really only visited Baylor and um, University of Texas. Um, I was really close with the assistant coach there now, J.P., and so those are really the only two schools that I ended up looking at. All right. And then your brother ends up there. How, how cool is that? I, I know y'all have had some injuries and all that kind of stuff, but getting to your brother coming back for another year has enabled y'all to actually, you know, be on the same team and hopefully be in a lot of these tournaments together. How, what, what is, what is that like? I mean, I just cannot imagine, 
I think I saw your parents, by the way, in Indy, so they were taking in some of the basketball action. But what what is that? Uh, what what is that like for uh, uh, to to be on the same team with your brother and just for your in, entire family? I just can't imagine how cool that is. Uh, it, it's amazing. I mean, my freshman year of high school was one of my favorite years of high school because I was on the team with Cooper, and so I was really looking forward to my freshman year in college last year, and ended up dealing with injuries the whole year and never really got a chance to try and compete and get in the lineup with Cooper. And so this week was really, really special. I mean, it's one of my, it's probably one of my favorite things that, um, that I can do is it gets compete with him um, on the same team as him. Yeah. You know, this next tournament, he's going to come right back at you. Um, <laughs> if you're back in the lineup, uh, but that, that's, that's now your games, are y'all about the same, physique wise uh you know i you're not the tallest guy in the world but you're uh obviously y'all can y'all can both hit the ball a long way what uh are your games shape up very similarly what's what's the biggest difference in your games um i think i was talking to coach mckell and coach mcgraw about this i think we are two completely different golfers um between me and cooper and even sam sam has his own strength my little brother but um, I think one of my strengths is probably putting. And in the last year or so, my ball striking has gone, has improved a ton. But Cooper probably has the best set of hands around the greens that I've seen in person. Uh, his short game is unbelievable. And he, I, I try and learn things from him as much as I can. And so he, he helps me with the short game. I can help him with his putting. Um, and so we kind of, it's really a good relationship because we each have different strengths and can help each other with those. All right. And what grade, talking to Luke Dossie, finished third at the Aggie Invitational um, uh, for the Baylor golf team. What about uh, Sam? What grade is Sam in and has, uh, has Sam made his uh, commitment yet? <laughs> yes, Sam is a junior in high school and he is verbally committed to come play with us here at Baylor University. And I think he's going to come a semester early if I'm, I'm not mistaken, and just kind of gray shirt and be on the team. So I think I'll nice. only have one semester in college without a brother, which is kind of crazy to think <laughs> about. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is fun. I imagine your your parents are having a lot of fun with that. Hey, no pressure, by the way. The women today, I just noticed, went out and set a school record with a twenty three under round. All right, oh, wow. that's uh, <laughs> I that I think they're at the Lone Star Invitational, the Houston. You've probably played this tournament too. There's this course, the Houston Golf Club, I believe it's called. Yes, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they shot 23 under. So <laughs> no, they no have, pressure they at all. Great, they have a great team over there. They they've had a great season so far. It's been it's been cool to watch. Do you guys ever uh, end up uh, at the practice facility at the same time? Do y'all ever get to? Get out there, or, or do y'all is it do y'all have to kind of set up opposite times? Um, we usually like we'll qualify on Tuesdays, and I think they're on Wednesdays, and so that's kind of we don't see them a whole lot whole lot out at Ridgewood, but whenever mm-hmm. we're practicing at our facility, the Billy, we'll see them we'll see them out there a bunch. All right, well, listen, I appreciate it. I appreciate this. Um, I think the Dossie brothers should be on one of uh, Mike's. Uh, uh podcast you know he's got a really good podcast so you need to get all three dossies on there get sam involved and uh by the way is your dad uh i feel like we might have been in school together or about the same time at baylor is he is he a uh is he a big time golfer as well can he still keep up with you guys or did you like pass him up many years ago uh he's gonna hate me for saying this but 
He is not a great golfer. He does have a great short game. <laughs> I will give him that. He's a great putter and uh, great around the greens, but his swing needs some work. And so, but I think he has played a bunch of golf since um, COVID and everything. I think he's played the most golf he's played in his life, but he'll always say that he watches more golf than he plays. Okay. And what about mom? Does, does your mom get out there and uh, play some, or is that not her sport? Oh yeah. She, she used to play a bunch. She's kind of had some like knee injuries and shoulder injuries, but she, she did, um, she's played a lot of golf. She actually has two hole in ones. And so out of all five of us, she has the most hole in ones, which is not a good look. So Cooper and Sam and I (laughs) need to make some more hole in ones. How many does the family have? So she's got two. What about the boys? How many have y'all combined for? Um, I'll hang this above over their heads for the longest time, as long as I can. I have one hole in one. Cooper and Sam do not have any. Um, Sam likes to argue that his hole in ones on the par three course at our home course count, but I will not let him have that. Um, <laughs> but my grandma, she actually has nine hole in ones, which is incredible. Oh, okay. Now we're getting to it. The the real. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. The grandmother nine. Okay. What what is her name? Um. Carolyn Donaldson. That's my mom's mom. We call her Nana. Okay, Carolyn, I got you. We want to get her name out there. Nine hole in ones. Okay, this is yeah. the family. That's that's where you guys get it right there. She's pin seeking oh, yeah. at all times. Well, <laughs> uh, listen, it was fun, but to kind of I was watching the Masters while monitoring y'all's progress, and I just thought, man, can Luke stay up there? And you just did. You stayed right up there near the lead the whole time. I know there's one on the back nine you'd like to have back, but my goodness, you just kind of steady Eddie. And and even when you had one mishap, you just kind of got rolling again. So congratulations. And uh, now we're going to hold you to that standard. Okay. We, we, we're <laughs> expecting you to be, finish top five every time you go out. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, appreciate thank you, thank it. You. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, he goes. Thank you for having me on. This is, this is awesome. Yeah, you bet. Loved having you, and uh, we'll get that out on Twitter. You can send that to your family and everything. But the uh, the Dossie brothers, big time. Sam's on his way. Sam's already committed, so get, we'll have all three Dossie brothers come through the Baylor program. Uh, it is Mosley and Simcox, ESPN Central Texas, rolling through your day. Lots to get to. Uh, the uh, uh, the Big 12 commissioner stopped by and, and visited with John Morris. We got a little bit from him that we'd like to talk about and then some stuff going on. Uh, where are they going to build this new pavilion when we start moving dirt on it? Where's it going to be? Some really interesting stuff on that front. We'll talk about it next. Baylor Baseball, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Tuesday in Huntsville against Sam Houston State. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Baseball Tuesday. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. At Richard Carr, we give you more. Thanks for qualified buyers with 4000 down at 3.9%. TTNL Extra, see dealer for details. The anniversary sales event continues at Richard Carr. 22 years means anniversary savings in all pre-owned cars and trucks. Right, big savings like a 2017 Cadillac ATS sedan for $264 a month. A 2016 Chevy Silverado for $320 a month. Or a 2019 Honda HRV for $242 a month. 100% credit approval is always our goal. Save big during the anniversary sales event going on now at Richard Carr. At Richard Carr, we give you more. 
At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. The certainty of springtime is here, and unfortunately, so is the coronavirus. Still feeling anxious, fearful, alone? We're here to help. I'm Vince Erickson with the Texans Recovering Together Crisis Counseling Program. We offer free, anonymous, and confidential emotional and mental health support. It's a toll-free call away, 866-576-1101 or online at trthotccp.org. The Crisis Counseling Program, we are committed in our partnership with the Waco McClendon County Public Health District to help you and our community recover from this disaster. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. So we're creating quite a commotion at Pickup Outfitters. You've probably heard that our red mascot truck, Diablo, is for sale. And $10,000 of the proceeds will be donated to charity. But in addition to the truck, the lucky buyer will also get another $1,000 credit for more accessories at Pickup Outfitters. But I warn you, it's going to be pretty tough to find a spot to add more accessories to Diablo because we fit just about everything we could on that truck. We'll be taking bids through March 31st. So drop by Pickup Outfitters to get the details, take a look at Diablo, sit up in the driver's seat, and make your bid. You can also go to our website, createacommotion.com, see a video of Diablo, along with a list of all the accessories he's wearing. Hey, why waste a lot of time outfitting your truck when you can skip right to the end with a fully loaded F-150 and help out a local charity in the process? So create your own commotion by owning Diablo, our mascot truck, from Pickup Outfitters of Waco, 220 Lakeyear Drive, or on the web at createacommotion.com. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show, presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Stephen, that was fun. Luke Dossie. Pretty sure I saw the Dossies at my hotel, and I just, it dawned on me. I was like, those people look familiar. And then somehow I was like, yeah, that's those are the Dossies' parents. But, you know, I just didn't. I just kind of feel like 
I, I knew I must have known the parents at Baylor. I just feel like they look very familiar to me. All right. Um, so they he revealed that his grandmother, Carolyn Donaldson, I'm going to tweet that out. Nine hole in ones. That's insane. Stephen, you got to play a lot of golf. Now you got to be really, really good. But I think to have nine hole in ones, you've got to play. Like you pretty much have to be playing three, four times a week. Like you don't, you don't get nine hole in ones in life. Just kind of, oh, you know, I'm just going to play about once this month. That's a, that's a lot. That's about twenty, thirty years of playing two or three times a week. You do not, you cannot, you just don't luck into nine hole in ones <clears throat> going out occasionally. I mean, you have to, you have to have a lot of rounds out there. That is remarkable. Nine hole. I mean, that's blowing the minds of our people out at Bear Ridge, Cottonwood. They're all just kind of like, what in the world are you talking about, Ridgewood? What are you talking about? Nine hole in ones. There's nobody out there. I mean, none of the Shields family. Oh, the great Gene <laughs> Shields, Mark Shields, Tim Hobby didn't do it. I guarantee you Tim Hobby. And I guarantee you Jimmy Walker probably has like two in his whole lifetime. He's probably got two. I mean, he's got, that guy's won a major from Baylor. All right, nobody has nine. That's insane. It just made me wonder why Coach McGraw doesn't have her on the staff as a consultant or something. And maybe he does. I mean, if he does, it's smart. But my goodness, I have I, I would sign up Nana immediately. Um, yeah, that's great. Sam Dossie already. Stephen, I may have. I probably knew that at some point. He's like, yeah, Sam's committed. <laughs> Mosley missed that somehow. Some of these kids are committed. Stephen, the uh, there's a son that's coming. A son of one of my buddies that's come in there. I don't think they can comment on, on him yet, but uh, Brogdon. Brogdon is this kid's last name. So Todd Brogdon was my fraternity brother, and he married Jessica, and she was a, she was a Baylor beauty, you know, just an awesome, awesome girl, great friend of ours. And Todd Brogdon uh, marries her, and their son is like some kind of huge future golfer for the Bears, Okay. All these talented folks showing up. Uh, so, anyway, Stephen, lots to get to, lots to discuss. Uh, Stephen, good job by you uh, over the uh, golly, over the weekend. You know, with Q went out there to check out the Bears open practice. I've been asking questions, Stephen. I'm trying to get to the bottom of like, um, you know, hey, hey, who's who's ahead, like in the quarterback race and all that kind of stuff. Now, Stephen, do we have that? Uh, I know we ha- we talked about this earlier. We've gone a lot of different directions on this show, which we kind of like to do. We like to hit on a lot of different things. But we are, are we ready for that Aranda? If I go to that, yes, good? I got it. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I kind of want to hear because everybody wants this. Okay, I'm like a lot of you out there. I want to give you what you want because it's what I want too. I want to hear the latest, like talking about every quarterback on the Baylor team. What maybe he says something about this guy. Um, I heard Shapen started taking snaps first in that practice. You know, we try to read, but then I then I was like, well, but that they they just rotate all the quarterbacks, so don't read anything into that. Zeno, golly, Zeno and Bo Bohannon, they they have the most experience. I mean, if I were going to bet right now, I would probably bet on Zeno to win this job. But I mean, I don't think Shapen would be in this battle. He'd be out playing shortstop right now if he weren't in the battle. And they say Kyron Drones. Goodness gracious, this kid's shown up and he I don't think he's like easing into things. I think he's a I think he's got all the measurables, the arm. I mean, this is 
I think they've got a talented quarterback room. And, and what they'll have to do is at some point this spring or, or as it gets closer to the season, somebody's going to step forward. Now, Dave Aranda spoke to the media immediately following this open practice. They let everybody in through, like, um, lot, whatever that was. I think it was gate, gate two. Everybody come on in here. Watch the Bears. And a lot of folks did that. Gorgeous day. And uh, here is Dave Aranda kind of handicapping the, uh, his quarterbacks. I thought it was. I thought you were able to see uh, some big play potential uh, with Gary and Zeno. I thought Blake, you're able to see some of his arm talent and some of his uh, creativity. Um, and so I thought, you know, what you saw today was was what what we're seeing. Um, I think this is a good first step today. I think there's things that uh, we can improve on for sure. And so I think part of the eval is. Uh, hey, this is where it's at, right? These are the cues. These, this is the, this is um, um, the area of improvement. Let's see who can attack that and uh, who can take others with them too. And so I think that's a big piece of it coming up. Oh man, this is this is that is fascinating. So wait, wait, that was so Stephen. That was uh, that was shaping. That's what we were hearing about there. Yes, he said uh, you saw some big play potential from Zeno okay. and Gary Bohannon, and then you saw uh, Blake's arm strength and creativity on display wow. as well. Wow. Okay. And the young bass, I heard the young bass got some snaps and performed really well. Man came over, played at TCA, now a member of the Bears. He's in, he's in the quarterback's mix as well. Brandon Bass. It's a fun group, Stephen, and I've been <laughs> – I tried as only I could, you know, try to dig in, tried to dig in a little bit and have been rebuffed a little bit, like mostly mind your own business, <laughs> kind of like. Uh, so, Will, I'm just going to keep kind of digging in, asking the questions. Um, it'd be fun at some point, Stephen, to talk to uh, Sean Bell, quarterback's coach, see what's on his mind, catch up with Coach Grimes again now that he's had a chance. Always love talking to Dave. I think Dave, Stephen, I'm not sure if Dave's talking to me right now, after at the ba- what happened at the basketball game, where I just tried to go over to say hello to him, and then my entire party surrounded him for a group picture. That's not. It almost looked like I set him up. So I think Dave may be, may be keeping space for Mosley right now. That describes a lot of people at Baylor. <laughs> That's not just Dave. Oh man, I, I, okay. I, that that kind of stuff right there, Stephen, gets me excited. What if? Are you with me? Would you pick? Would you go with Zeno uh, at this point? Like, if you if, if you were just got to make a prediction, would you right now say Zeno? The, the hard part is, I think Bohannon has some unbelievable leadership traits. He's big. I've always thought, man, if if he doesn't win the job, what can we do? I mean, he, he's extremely athletic. We used to think about this with Odell James. He just didn't quite, for whatever reason, it didn't work out for him. But he was an unbelievable athlete. It's like put him at you know, put him at linebacker, do something. But for now, that he's right in the thick of things, Bohannon. So keep him right there at quarterback. See if he does it. See if he wins this thing. He is a punishing. Stephen, he's not like people say. Well, he could run like athletic, like RG three. Well, yeah, Robert could extend plays and could run. But he was not built like Gary Bohannon Jr. Gary Bohannon Jr. will get outside the pocket and seek people out to run over. <clears throat> we were trying to teach Robert how to slide. It's like, Robert, did you ever play baseball? Could you, could you please get out of bounds? Could you please slide? Because when you saw a track star get hit, 
even after he put on some weight. He just got, I mean, it was always like, oh, my gosh, will he ever get up from this? Like, with Bohannon, you worry about the defensive player ever getting up. It's like, oh, is that guy going to recover from tackling Gary Bo? So that's where we are. That's where we are. Okay, coaches, hey, hello out there. The coaches love listening to us. These Baylor coaches. Um, all right, Stephen, we also had, I want to hear this, Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner, um, goes on with J-Mo the other day. All right, we like Bob. Bob and I have been in fights over the years. They did not particularly like some of the things I'd said about Bob, and I was reminded of that a couple of years ago during a lunch. Kind of like a, this is your life. Here are some of the things you've said about Commissioner Bowlesby. But th- these things happen, okay? It's live radio. Uh, occasionally I may say things I regret. Hopefully not. But, uh, Stephen, let's hear Bowlesby on with uh, John Morris, the voice of the Bears. And this first one is, did BU winning a national title validate? Ooh, John, asking a leading question. I like this. I like this. He put on his Big 12 hat here. Does BU winning a national title validate the Big 12 was the best basketball conference in the country? Yeah, I, I think it does. Um, frankly, I was I was surprised, John. I, I thought we would have uh, a couple other teams that would play deep in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baylor has everything you need to play deep in the tournament. They have great guards. They have uh, a, a defense that can get a stop when they need to, and they've got juniors and seniors. And uh, during my six years on the basketball committee, that's who played deep in the tournament. Um, we had some other teams that weren't quite built the same way that Baylor was, but uh, I don't think anybody was playing any better at the end of the year than Oklahoma State was. Yeah. Uh, Texas had certainly played at high levels. West Virginia had played at high levels. Texas Tech had played at high levels. And I, uh, you know, the first day I was proud. Uh, the second day I thought, wow, what, what train just hit us? And, <laughs> yeah, right. then, you know, in the end, um, the the two best leagues had only one team left and it was the Baylor bears in the final, in the final four. And so, um, you know, I, I think there is a validation to it, but when you, when you get to the, when you get to the elite eight, um, anybody can beat anybody. And uh, it's, it's hard to win six games in a row. It, it is hard. And uh, for, for Baylor to have done it in an, in a, as impressive a way as they did, is just really a testament to everybody that's involved. They they had a rare combination of stifling defense and uh, an absolutely spectacular offense. Could have lost and and they just and they survived it. That Villanova thing, thirty twenty three. Him talking about that reminded me of that. You, it is hard to it's incredibly hard to win that many straight games. Baylor obviously proved to be the best team. It's really cool when the best two teams in the country actually get to the final, and then they go mano a mano and Baylor comes out on top. I mean, it just doesn't – it rarely happens in the NCAA tournament. It, it'll it happen every now and again. If Kentucky has Anthony Davis, they're going to the championship. I mean, that, that team was just silly. With Anthony Davis, who else on that team, Steven? I mean, that, Baylor met up with them at the Elite Eight, and, and Baylor had a good team. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't as good as this team this year, but they, they didn't have a chance. They didn't have a chance. I mean, no, nobody did. I mean, as Anthony Davis was just kind of like another – and, again, he hadn't even added what he's added to his game now. I'm just trying to think who was on that Kentucky team with him. Um, it was it was before Booker. It was before Devin Booker. Anyway, it was just – that, that team was just beyond belief. 
that Kentucky team, and then they just uh, they just they just did damage. All right, Stephen, do we have time for that last one? That last one was really interesting to me. Um, John asked him. John asked uh, uh, the commissioner Bowlesby, it's Bob Bowlesby, um, about you know how, how do you stay with the protocols and you know, what's it look like the rest of uh, spring sports. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, and uh, we um, you know we continue to test and and we continue to take small steps and we continue to make adjustments. But you you know you're you get a positive test and then all of a sudden um, sometimes you get a, a a bad situation with contact tracing. Sometimes you get lucky with your contact tracing, but um, you know we're never we're never very far from having the train off the tracks. <laughs> And so um, I, I do think we're going to have to remain disciplined. Uh, as more and more people get vaccinated, uh, that certainly helps. Uh, I'm happy to report that I've had both of mine. Uh, sometimes it's good to be old. Uh, that gives you some prerogatives. But, right. uh, you know, I, I just think uh, um, it, it's too early to declare victory. There isn't any doubt about that, uh, even though we're outdoors and even though we're involved in some sports that, that – uh, Social distancing isn't isn't quite as difficult. Um, I, I I just think we uh, we're we're going to have to be uh, mindful that we're not out of the woods just yet. And uh, and yet I think by by the fall, um, I've I've always thought that a good uh, a good measure of of being beyond the the uh, the virus is when we don't need to test anymore in a in a sports environment. And we may not be there right away in the fall. But I think during the course of the, the coming months, we'll get to the point where we're confident enough and we're vaccinated thoroughly enough that, that uh, we can stop testing. And, and then that I think we'll be. Okay, interesting. Boy, I was writing all that down, Steve. I mean, that's good stuff. John Morris, uh, who's coming up next, he's got that 2 o'clock show every day, the John Morris Show, followed by Stretch, Stretch Plays. Um, Stretch does a good job. He and Garrett do a great job. And then, of course, uh, Garrett and Tom Barfield with uh, game time, four to six. Okay. Bang, bang, bang. Lots of good shows to share with you and uh, love doing it. And John Morris uh, always loves some of these guests that John. I would say John Morris and Mosley and Simcox have been on quite a roll guest-wise. All right. And uh, we just kind of flexed our muscles during this run. And that's okay. Sometimes you have to do that. All right, Stephen, uh, appreciate all our listeners. Love you guys out there. And uh, tomorrow we'll get to more of your calls and texts because we love interacting. Today we had a million things to get to. But tomorrow we're going to kind of be a little more interactive and get you involved. Great work by Stephen. As always, you can hear him on Fox this afternoon over on our Fox affiliate, he and Q. Everybody have a great afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow at 1 o'clock.